Yo, Pod! This is Meet Mitch, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Bum! Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate 54 wiener. So listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are in the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show, where we talk about barbecue and grilling-related items. The show coming to you live every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Andrew. Oh, okay. We'll do it live. If you are just tuning into the show, you've missed the first hour, but you have a whole second hour coming up here between 10 and 11 Eastern. And then, as I just mentioned on the way out, we are recording audibly for podcasts, so you can listen to the show whenever is convenient for you. You don't have to be live, although there's a lot of folks like to take in the show live through the various platforms, which I'll tell you about here in just one second. Still to come on the show later this evening, the Embedded Correspondents make an appearance. We'll be talking about some new Live Fire barbecue topics. Also, because it's everybody's favorite, we'll be running down a new refreshed list of 100% assurity questions. The show is originating from Palm City, USA, Cleveland. And we say good evening to those of you watching through one of our video streaming platforms this evening, Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch the show via YouTube slash RD Rempe. And there is an audible feed over at Clubhouse as well, where we continue the consistency of no audible streamers. I'm not sure what Clubhouse did, but this program that I use, which has gotten better as it got worse, but now it's back to being better again. You can't even schedule rooms like you used to be able to. Now you have to make a freaking house. I don't even know what that means. And then if you try and go live in the house, it says you, there's hidden memberships, so you can't do it. They made it very hard. So now I have to use the start room in the very generic portion of this. I don't know if anybody even sees that. So I just keep it up there just in case anybody wants to listen to it live audibly because they can't watch it. Maybe they're driving. Maybe they have no interest in watching anybody. They just want to hear it, whatever. So it's up there if you want to do it. Now let's go ahead and update the YouTube poll question of the week. Which, if you're just joining us, is this. Who would you rather hear me do a podcast with as a co-host? Sam the Cooking Guy, Jess Priles, Malcolm Reed, or just keep them as guests. No additional podcast. 53% of you are saying no additional guests. Or just keep them as guests. No additional podcast. But if you want to toss that out because it's 53%. The overwhelming majority are saying that Sam the Cooking Guy is the one that I should be 
doing an additional podcast with. And Jess Pryles is sitting at 7%, and Malcolm Reed is at 13%. But the overwhelming majority is keeping everybody as guests and no additional podcast, which, again, I'm the one here that fully agrees with all of that. So that's how it will stay. But since I've been getting a number of emails about additional podcasts, figured we'd talk about there, or we figured we'd talk about that here this evening as we open it up for the YouTube poll question of the week. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday, episode 278, taking you back to April 28th, 2015, featuring the pitmaster of Hot Wachula's competition team, Matt Barber. Not to be confused from somebody that also used to appear on the show and was also from Huachula, but his name was not Matt Barber. His name was only Dan from Huachula, if you know Dan. You have to be a long-time, long-time listener of the show to know Dan, who used to call in. He had a certain tone and cadence that he would call in with, and he was one of those guys that just likes to call in because he had a hidden agenda. He tried to push the limits of what I was going to let go on the show, ultimately trying to work his way into me hanging up with him and dropping the hammer, which I did, I think, on every single phone call. But Dan liked it like that, let's say that. So this is not who will be showing up on the show this coming Friday. That's Matt Barber from Hot Wachula's. And he also happens to be the owner of the Hot Wachula's co-packaging business. So if you wanted to do a barbecue sauce or a rub, he's somebody that you could contact about starting business with him. And back in 2015, Matt Barber was on a competition cooking tear that few cooks have ever experienced between FBA and KCBS events. He had won 10 events inside of five months, which is an incredible feat. I don't know if you're really up on what's good and what's not as far as things winning in the world of competition barbecue, but especially back then, uh, winning 10 events inside of five months was a huge feat. We talked about the run that he was on at the same time and what it was like to burn that hot for that long. Matt has been a guest on the show for years. We've spent a lot of time talking about competition barbecue. We've also spent a lot of time talking about the barbecue business. As I had mentioned, this is a guy that makes sauces and rubs for folks. So not only is he and was he a great competition cook, but he had business ties into this industry as well. So if you aren't familiar with Matt, this will be a great introduction for you coming up and make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast feed in order to get it. Also, if you would like to hear a past guest or segment again that you think might be lost in the archives, email John, J-O-N, at thebbqcentralshow.com and let him know what you would like to hear. Once again, that's J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com. And then there's this. Uh We are on tonight because I wasn't going to make it home yesterday, Tuesday, which has been show night forever and ever, amen. But I knew with every fiber of my being we'd be fighting against it last night and I said well considering what's going on this week and then what I have going on next week which both happened to transpire in Texas 
and both happened to be logistically coming back on a Tuesday. And I didn't want to take the risk of having it blow up in my face because that's happened before. I asked everybody that was booked for Tuesdays, for those two Tuesdays tonight, next week, if they would bump back a day. Everybody was very accommodating, so that's great. But I was on my way back, and I told you, of course, that we had an incredible delay coming out of Dallas-Fort Worth yesterday. So I started boarding the plane when the wheels should have been touching down in Cleveland last night. I had a window seat all the way in the back of the plane because corporate travel lady doesn't like sales, guys. Just jam us up whenever she can. And who comes to sit in the middle seat? Somebody who looked confrontational, at least, intoxicated, short and angry, clutching a go bag of some sort, had a bit of a military feel to it. And immediately I'm on my guard trying to figure out, is this guy so drunk that he might try and start something with somebody? The guy sitting on the aisle seat was going to be an easy target. I can tell you that if this guy was going to look to start some stuff. So I started chatting this guy up and trying to get a gauge of what kind of personality he had, what kind of danger we might be in. I was going to have to do a reverse naked choke and expire this guy from consciousness or not, just in case, you know, I can do that. Now we got to talking, lo and behold, this guy is on his way from Albuquerque, New Mexico to Warrensville Heights, Ohio, which is home of Thistledown Racetrack, one of the worst thoroughbred racing courses on the face of the earth, Trash Central, in the middle of Trash Central, Warrensville, Ohio. And this guy got caught up on the tarmac for three hours in Albuquerque, so he was angry then, and then he got caught up in this additional delay going from Dallas to Cleveland. He was drinking hard. Well, uh, two hours into the flight, just as we're getting ready to start initial descent down, must have been hungry. What did he pull out of his bag? Something I've never heard of in my life. Anybody ever heard of potted meat? Potted meat! I asked this guy right off the bat, what's potted meat? Is that a Albuquerque delicacy? Because I've never heard of it. And he went into his bag and pulled out this. This is what potted meat is. Now, to me, that looks like a can of cat food. I said, is that cat food? He said, no, man, it's potted meat. Well, potted meat is made with chicken, pork added. And when you crack the lid on that uh, that's something that you can, that's a bell you cannot unring that top came off and uh, six rows ahead of us and the three rows behind us were getting gassed with that potted meat smell but he was undeterred he took out his saltines and started digging into that potted meat shoveling them into his pie hole Meanwhile, the smell is just burning the inside of my nose. Every fifth cracker, you want some potted meat? No. I'm never going to want potted meat. I can't even begin to imagine a scenario where I'm going to need potted meat. By the way, potted meat on the, on the uh, explanation 
says that it's made with ground chicken and pork and preserved in a way so that it remains fresh for a long time. You can spread it on crackers, which this guy did. Use it as the sandwich filling or add it to any recipe of your choice. Perfect for camping, hiking, trips, and picnics. The three-ounce can is a great way to enjoy things on the go or when you're away from home. Gross! Look, if you're a fan of potted meat, don't bring it on an airplane and open it. Not even if you only have 20 minutes to go. Nobody wants to smell it. And you know it's bad because everybody gave this look. You know that look. When something bad gets opened up, you don't even have to say anything. It's like... The turn. Yeah. Potted meat. If you're near a Walmart, pick up a can of potted meat, throw it in your glove compartment. It's good forever. Uh-oh. It's made in a way to keep it fresh for a long time. Hey, Primo Grills is still sponsoring the show, even though I did talk about potted meat. It's got a game-changing oval design. It's got a ton of accessories. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the best ceramics technology in the biz. They have multiple sizes of ovals that will change your life. It gives you true two-zone cooking capabilities and over 60 different ways to configure the cooker. Now, they're only sold through dealers, so you have to find one near you. You can then see and touch and feel all the different size ovals and then buy the best one that fits your needs. And you're going to get educated because it's being sold through a dealer, so that's great. Primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. And we'll be back with the Embedded Correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in three sizes, a host of accessories to choose from to complete that Pit Barrel cooking experience, and it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or professional. It's a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com, all one word, pitbarrelcooker.com, and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour, and that means it's time for the embedded correspondence. Absolutely, and we welcome all of them in. If you're just joining us for the very first time this evening, to the right of me is the longest-running embedded correspondent, Doug Scheiding from Texas, and below me, is the second longest-running correspondent, John Solberg from Michigan. And Caddy Corner below to the right is the correspondent from the great city of Utah and the owner of Salt City Barbecue famed food trailer, Rusty Monson. So, gents, we have a number of things to get to here this evening. Before we get into the 100% Assurity picks, Doug, let me start with you as I'm just coming off of a plane rant that is one for the ages. Have you ever heard of potted meat before? Never heard of it. Never wanted out based on your description. John, have you ever heard of potted meat? 
Of course. <laughs> I thought everyone had heard of potted meat. <laughs> you and but you've heard of it in that name, potted meat? Yes. So I I I saw the Walmart brand that you put on the screen. I didn't know it was a Walmart brand, but armor Hormel can pull off the top Vienna sausage kind of can thing. Yeah, it's like it's it's a thing. And you eat it? I'm not I'm not going that far. Oh, Have okay. I ever eat it? Um, yes, I would rather, I, I'd prefer to go with the, uh, duck liver testicle paste over the potted meat, but yes, yes, I've eaten it. No doubt. Uh, Rusty, are you familiar with potted meat and have you had it? Yeah. Uh, that's actually all we could eat at my grandmother's house when I was a kid. And so it what was that, that? Spam, that was all you all could eat. Spam. Well, if we wanted to eat, you know, like saying like, Hey, can I eat something? It's not dinner. And it's not lunch. You could have potted meat and you have, like you said, Vienna sausages. We had spam. We had all that stuff. And I used to wrap it in tortillas or on just straight white bread. Huh. And like kind of like a, what is that uh, paste when it's a meat? What's it called? A, yeah. a spread? A sandwich spread? <laughs> yeah. Like kind of like that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I mean, I evidently loved the, uh, led a very sheltered life because that guy produced this can. He kept saying potted meat and I thought he was talking some kind of slang and then he finally dug into his knapsack and pulled out that can i was like dude is that cat food and he's like no man it's potted meat and i was like oh shit i'm like you're not gonna open that are you and he's like yeah i'm hungry and sure enough he dug into that and it was like and i was like "Uh oh and then three seconds later it was on you like a cheap suit and everybody was doing the look i was like wow you are that guy in middle seat, that guy, not even window seat or aisle seat guy. That's just pretentious and entitled. He was middle seat guy that did that and ruined the whole plane. So I both respect that and hate him all at the same time, because then I had to smell that for the rest of the way down and getting out of the plane. But you guys know potted meat. And what can I say about that? So we have a new set of 100% surety questions. Let me take a quick check over here. Yeah, right. So we'll start with Doug here this evening. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. One of these three teams will win Memphis in May this year. Jack's Old South, Big Bob Gibson's, or Cool Smoke? 100% yes. Oh. Wow. By the way, I forgot to mention, if it looks a little bit different behind Doug, Doug is actually pulling a, a nice solid for the team here this evening he is on location where are you at doug i'm in the illustrious city of fort scott kansas wow. south of kansas city so at uh, e3 meat company doing a, a fundraiser event all right well we appreciate you taking time out of the fundraiser to do our own bit of fun raising fun raising here on the barbecue central show uh john don't shake your head at me. That was funny. 100% yes or 100% no. One of these three teams will win Memphis in May this year. Jack's Old South, Big Bob Gibson's, or Cool Smoke? 100% yes. Oh. All right. Hmm. I have a follow-up question to this, depending on how Mr. Positivity answers. Rusty, yes or no? 100% no. Mr. Negativity showed up here from Utah tonight. Uh, right. By the way, I'm backing Rusty up. 100% no. Get that stuff out of here. So if I might ask a quick follow-up, which we don't typically do here, Doug, are you saying yes because 
the old judging guard is going to try and correct the wrong that they think might have happened when Blues Hog won it last year? Absolutely, I think that is <laughs> the case. Uh, now, I do. I I heard that that Mixon is not going to be there, but I could be wrong on my intel. But uh, like the team's yes, not I, going, I, or that Myron's not going, that, just specifically that that Myron wasn't going to be there. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Chris Lilly's winning it. Oh, well, Doug's doubling down on an individual, which I certainly appreciate. Uh, John, uh, similar mindset there. You think that there might have been a perceived wrong, and now people want to make it right with the old guard? Doug and I are 100% aligned in every aspect, including the predicted winner. Wow, we. <laughs> wow. Well, I can. Uh, obviously, I have a mindset that's going to ask those follow up questions. I don't know if I. For as bad, and they are the worst, at Memphis and May is as far as answering email questions specific to the event that they are known for, which is Memphis fucking in May. But they won't answer any questions about it, I can tell you that. Uh, direct questions, loophole questions, uh, like uh, around the bush questions, doesn't matter how you word them, they're not answering back. So I could never get any follow-up to all the questions that I was asking as we were leading into the deposit that everybody talked about and how many teams, how did you come up with the teams that you let in, all this stuff. Never got any answer about it. But I don't know if I'm broaching the thought that somehow the old guard has to win or not. I might say, maybe, maybe Rusty and I are in lockstep tonight. Rusty, are you with me that I think that Blues Hog is going to double up this year. That that the I don't I don't believe they will. Either. You don't, I don't believe they will. Oh. As, as much faith as I have in Brad and Tim, and I think they're the greatest cooks alive. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, I've been listening to Malcolm's podcast, and I think he's put together quite a cool team, and they're doing whole hog. So I'm going to say that my dark horse is Malcolm Reed. Really? Wow. I think that Blues Hog is going to double up. That's what I think. I think there's going to be some real folks with some real hurt feelings that Brad and Tim came down and smacked everybody around for the better part of four years and took away a couple world championship overalls. And then they're never going to show up there again. They're going to shit all over it. They're going to be like, everybody talks about how hard this, eh, forget about it. We could stay and be the, the world champs of all world champs if we wanted to stay this long, but we've lost interest. We're going to go so instead. So that's what my prediction is going to be. We move on. Well, I'm going to preclude myself from answering this question, but, and I should probably preclude Rusty from answering this question, but I'm going to have to ask anyway. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no, Blues Tog is going to repeat in Memphis in May next month. Nope. As much as I want to happy stuff out of here. John, repeat? 100% yes, because yeah. I'm learning to live in hypocrisy. <laughs> you just said Chris Lilly was gonna, I love that. Uh, Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. Teams Blues Hog will repeat as Memphis and May Grand Champ next month. No, but I would. Are they not cooking shoulder this year to see if they could win all three? Or are they I don't not know. going to? I don't know. I, oh, I mean, it I, certainly I, wouldn't surprise me. Those guys probably... Also, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't really have any type of game plan dialed in. Like they strike me as that kind of uh, as that kind of team. They are that good 
where maybe they're right now vacillating between should we try and repeat and hog because it's the hardest or should we try and do a completely different category because it was what it was it fifth overall when they went in the shoulder that first year then they won ribs the second year and then they won it last year obviously so maybe they do want to circle back and try and get a shoulder championship on top of that um it would make sense i to think me. somewhere yeah, yeah that they that they were going to go do shoulder to try to win all three i would love to see that um obviously i am a yes that memphis amaze blues hog will repeat but we knew that because i didn't do a good job looking ahead Rusty, you believe me when I say that I could care less about being in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. 100% yes or 100% no? I have never been more more a no in my whole life. <laughs> Get that big stuff out of here. John, 100% yes or 100% no. You believe me when I say that I could care less about being in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. 100% yes. I have 100% faith that you could care less. Doug, yes or no? My initial inclination is yes, but I'm going to say no because you want to get Guy Fieri out of there. (laughs) Well, as somebody who can speak on this subject expertly, I can tell you with 100% assurity that I couldn't care less. I couldn't. However, Because I have an opportunity, because somebody nominated me, the the competitor in me now wants to win. But do I care? No, of course I don't. It's the the reason that I cared so much was what I listed two weeks ago. You can go back and listen to the top of the second hour at that point. But no, I could I couldn't care less if I get into the barbecue hall of fame or not. Uh, Doug, did you have a follow up on that? No, I, I I did nominate you, but you care Thanks. because you want to get Guy Fieri out of there. Well, so yes, of course. Th- inherently, well, th- there is there maybe is why everybody else cares too is because they want to see, much like Doc Holliday, how far my hypocrisy goes, because it would be the most hypocritical thing on the face of the earth if, by happenstance, I get into the Barbecue Hall of Fame and then within my speech, the first thing that I say is. And as my first order of business, we're going to get this guy Fieri out of the barbecue. If I don't say that, people are going to be like, what a dick. That would be the ultimate hypocrisy, which, of course, then I have to take into account because that's where I love to live. Oh, my God, it's going to be such a thing. But we continue to move on. Hey, John, 100% yes or 100% no. Rusty Monson is the most impressive barbecue trailer vendor that you know. Yes, absolutely, 100% yes. Doug, yes or no? I don't know. This is really a tough... No, I'm just kidding. Rusty, hell yeah. I'm going to triple up with the boys here, and it's not even close. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no? Rusty Monson is the most impressive barbecue trailer slash vendor you know. I have too many mentors to say yes, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> but are the mentors producing food for 400 people a day, pulling down huge uh, contracts, some- doing all this stuff? I mean, don't sell yourself short or be the humble guy when you don't have to. 
Well, one of the people that I talk to often and get advice from now just bought his third different barbecue truck business wow. and runs them all. So yeah, and he kills it and he's great and a uh, very, very helpful dude. And I think he would be the most impressive one I've ever seen. Doug. I was talking to Derek Riches about it here a couple minutes ago, but 100% yes or 100% no, battery-powered grills will end up being more popular than electric grills in 2023. 100% yes, Whoa. and even Whoa. 10 times more popular. 10 times more popular. Wow. John Solberg, 100% yes or 100% no, battery-powered grills will end up being more popular than electric grills in 2023. This is a great subject, but at the moment, I'm going to have to go, no. We're not there yet. Rusty, yes or no? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Get that big stuff out of here. I'm going to double up Rusty and go, hell no. Get that big stuff out of here. I still can't wrap my head around battery-powered grills. I get it. But when I say it, it's like I was telling Derek last segment. I say it out loud, and I almost want to hit myself for saying that. I can get over the fact I got to plug a lot of my grills in to an outlet, which I didn't think I was going to be able to get over. But I don't think I can mentally hurdle battery-powered grills at this point. I don't care if they're portable or not. But that just seems like a weird thing to me. Rusty, is it a weird thing to you? It's just you got to plug it in anyway. You know, because it's got a charge. It's not just a battery that lasts forever. So you're going to have to plug it in most of the time. We're going to do is unplug it to use it. And if you go somewhere else, it's cool. But I don't know. It's just you have to plug it in still. Like, why, why not just keep it plugged in? Like you said on your show, you said the last a couple, I don't remember what episode it was, but you're just like, dude, just keep it plugged in. <laughs> you know, like, don't mess with it. It's fine. John, what's your mental hurdle? Or why do you think it's a good subject? When Milwaukee figures this out, and they will. If you're not familiar with Milwaukee and, and you don't work in, you know, tool type trades, what they, they're coming after Yeti. They've got coolers. They've got the greatest cordless power tools on the planet. Mm. I don't even want to be a fan, but you can you gotta be. When Milwaukee figures it out, they they every everybody in the Milwaukee Armory will own a battery operated Milwaukee portable grill. Mm. They'll have it on the job site cooking burgers. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Uh Doug, what's your um what's your thought? on why it is going to be big oh i'm sure elon musk knows knows everything is going to invent his own damn grill mm. and uh the, you know he did uh, develop the tesla which uh you know uh you cut the cord and you can you can go about your business for 200 miles but uh yeah i absolutely i absolutely think and in fact i think we missed it with electric grills um but that's a different uh, surety question 100% no or 100% yes. And we go back to Rusty. The biggest gimmick in the pellet industry right now is 100% charcoal pellets. <laughs> I, by default, I'll have to say yes. Okay. Yes. Do you want to say no? Well, I just think that some are, there, there's a lot of, you know, bad pellets out there and they're useless. And so I think it's just one other way to feel like you're cooking real, like real food. Doug, 100%. Real, real barbecue. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. The biggest gimmick going on in the pellet industry right now is 100% charcoal pellets. There is only one answer 
correct answer to this after the doctorate that Chris Becker gave last week. It is yes. Do you have further info that you want to share on that? No, I was hoping you could tell us that after shipping him a, a bag of bag of chips. You know me in the mail, so it's going to take a little while. But well, we know you're not driving it there. Yeah, no kid. John, 100% yes or 100% no. The biggest gimmick going on in the pellet industry right now is charcoal pellets. 100% charcoal pellets. Yes, 100% yes. Look, John, you're a guy that makes his own freaking charcoal. Is there any way that you see this happening outside of mixing some kind of wood in there to hold it all together or having some kind of a binder? Well, you're, if you remember the comment about the, the possible retort method of creating these pellets, yeah. and you know, I make my charcoal in a, a form of a retort. I, I've been, I thought about, it, I was like, no, I don't see you, you. You can't pull it off. There's no way you could economically even pull that off. So I, I'm like, hey, I, I can't figure out how you would do it. But it is, it's an interesting thought. But what you have is charcoal, caramel color added pellets. That's what we got going on here. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's 100% yes. And once again, I will pull as far back as maybe seven or eight years ago when I first started seeing charcoal pellets come into the market. And I don't even think they were around for a year. And then all of a sudden, you never heard about them again. And now Royal Oak is trying. I don't even know if Royal Oak was the brand that was bringing them out. The first time I heard about them, but they're bringing them out this time. And the difference this time is social media is way more advanced. is way more far reaching. And they have some really good influencers that are on the Royal Oak train that are taking pictures with this stuff that are saying, Hey, we vetted it out, or we believe that whatever they're saying is true. However, when I'm reaching out to them and I'm directly asking you, is this a 100% charcoal product? And you re your first reply back to me is, and then I ask you how you make them, and your first reply back to me is, this is proprietary. We don't share this information. Well, then I think you're hiding something. It's not because I'm offended that you're not telling me how you do it, but in a roundabout way, I'm saying, can you just tell me we are making a 100% charcoal pellet period, and I can't tell you how it's made, but just know this. It's 100% charcoal pellet. The minute you start adding in descriptor words on the bag like 100% hardwood charcoal pellet, now my mind has to do mental gymnastics, and we all know about me and my mind. It's not very good. I ain't too smart. But I think then there's hardwood and then maybe some charcoal dust, you're mixing it together now you can run it through a press and that uh, the wood part of that mixture has the lignin on it and that's what holds everything together so you call it a hardwood charcoal pellet i can't prove that but they're not telling me that that's how they do it because it's proprietary and they want to keep it protected but they're not saying that it's also a 100 charcoal pellet not 100 charcoal hardwood pellet which to me is a difference doug am i picking nits no, actually, yeah, that's that's a pretty good hypothesis uh, that that it's only partly partly charcoal. So yeah, because a lot of pellet companies, I think, do that where they use a base wood and then they use a flavor wood, and even if it's less lesser than fifty percent, that oak or hickory or whatever. John, am I off on my hypothesis? 
Oh, not at all. No? If I might add, Doug, don't forget flavor oil. Oh, never mind. That's a, the, uh, I don't I know, know what you're talking believe, about. <laughs> I actually believe, uh, Greg, I got to go back and find it out that I think you and Candy Weaver had this conversation mm. years ago. Wow, that, same would be a, subject. that would be well over 10 years ago then, probably. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm... Either that, or it's a false memory. I'm going to go scope that out. But no, you're you're totally in line with the reality of it, in my opinion. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with more embedded correspondence. We are on a roll here as we just finished the latest round of 100% Assurity questions. What did you think? By the way, when we come back, we'll ask them the YouTube poll question of the week, which sees a winner at 53%. Oh, by the way. I have to quickly check my ESPN score here, see where we're at. Oh, dear Lord. It's not looking good for the Cavs, ladies and gentlemen. They're down damn near 12 points with two minutes and 30 seconds left to go. I've seen them make up deeper holes. Hmm. Well, that's the third week in a row. I've said weird things that sounded good in my head, but not when I said them out loud. All right. Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. All picked and approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. They have 13 perfectly balanced flavors of rubs and seasonings. The popular ones like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in the backyard. The owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce or you're tired of what's existing out on the market right now, you can try Granny's great all by itself or you can add it to whatever you want, make it your own. And if you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, you check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker, Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers or you don't know what grill you need, you should call and ask questions because they sell a lot of them, 877 0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or you shop their website at bigpopsmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A smokers.com. We're back with the embedded correspondence right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. And we welcome back the Embedded Correspondents and everybody else here as we get ready to close out the show here this evening on a Wednesday, by the way. Programming note, if you're just joining in and you like the live version of this, we will also be live next Wednesday not going to be Tuesday where it will be probably forever after these two weeks but next Wednesday will also be the live airing of the show so how does that affect podcasts you will see a podcast tomorrow on Thursday you will also see a best of on Friday and then you will see our number two on Saturday so 
um, that's how it's going to roll out. Or we might reverse the second hour and the best of. But either way, podcast Thursday, Friday, and Saturday releases for this week and next week as we welcome back the embedded correspondents here. So uh, we got some other topics to dig into here aside from the surety questions, gents. And we'll go ahead and start with Doug here. Doug, did you ever find any of the Beyond Meat seared steak tips? No, I didn't. And oddly enough, I looked for it about a, uh, two weeks ago. So no, it, it wasn't in my, you know, it wasn't in HEB, which is, you know, heck, they even have Traegers in HEB. But uh, no, I didn't see it. Rusty, did you ever come across any? No, I, I have looked when I remember, but uh, I haven't seen them. So I'm really, I really want to try it. I'm really excited. So if you guys find some and, and I'll friggin' pay for postage, just send it to me. I don't know if they would ship that well. John, did you find them? I did. I, I rest. I actually got some in the freezer. So maybe I'll thought I had to work with. Yeah. Bottom line is, yeah, I did them. I tried them. I still have some stock. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and give our initial reviews, John, since I found them um, within a couple weeks of not being able to find them originally. What did you think of the Beyond Meat seared steak tips? I, I don't have any issue with them. First of all, I just cooked them plain. I threw them in a skillet with a little bit of oil and just fried them in, in a cast iron pan. I, they're pleasant. They're not offensive to me. They don't have an unusual texture. Am I going to go out of my way for them? No, but I see them as a, a viable option for the non-meat-eating people that want their non-meat to taste like meat. It did remind me of meat, texturally and taste-wise, both. Would you season them different going down if you were to make them again? Probably so. They 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 need something, you know, even more than just salt. Mm. You know, I would probably put some. I'd put something on there. Or, or hey, how about lots of butter? <laughs> there you go. Well, I did butter, and I, I cooked exactly like the directions. Although I think directions said oil to some degree, but I used butter instead. And then just some steak seasonings, uh, salt, pepper, whatnot. And maybe, John, you have a more advanced plant-based palate than mine. Uh, I did find them to be horribly offensive. I did find the texture to be completely off-putting. I would never buy them again. Uh, if the choice to eat them to subsist, uh, to subsist and live or to die, I would choose to die. Uh, I thought they were some of the grossest shit I have ever had. And I was hopeful too, because I think the, the beyond burger is light years better than the seared state tips, uh, to me. And it's like not even close. Like those appear to be more realistic burgers than, than the steak tips. Uh, I, now of course the masochist in me also would love to see if beyond me could come out with some type of a cut of plant-based meat and we could cook it like a steak and see what that would be like. Um, I could see where the seared steak tips, you could chop them up a little bit more finely and use them in a like meatless taco or something like that. But I would imagine, well, they have, uh, John, they have ground uh, plant-based meat already, right? So you wouldn't have to yes. cut up the seared steak tips in order to do tacos. You could just do uh, ground meat if you wanted to. Correct. Hmm. Comes in packages just like a pound of ground beef in that square cryovac sealed up thing. So if you have a palate for it and you haven't tried it, then John says, 
you know, don't go out of your way to get it. It's not that great, but uh, certainly not off-putting. I say go out of your way to never get it. Uh, don't try it and take my advice. Uh, so whoever you like better or whoever you find your palate aligning with, uh, pick that one and roll with it. And uh, we can go from there. But, uh, guys, I would not go out of my way to find it. But if you do, put in the effort, and then we can see where you guys line up. Uh, maybe John will send uh, part of his stock over to Rusty. How would you send that, John? Would you have to dry ice that, or do you think it's... I'm, like it, did, I'm guessing. Did you find it odd? Like, the direction said, cook it to 165 degrees internal. Like, it's not meat. So is that, uh, is that just a regular me, safety but, thing? No, it's all frozen vegetables, all frozen vegetables. You need to cook them to 165 degrees. Grab a frozen vegetable, whatever it is out of your freezer, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower. It's a listeria thing. It's real. Go read your frozen vegetable labels. It recommends cook to 165 degrees on all of them. It's, it's, it's a reality. It's a vegetable. It's plant-based. You got to mm. cook it to 165. All right. Well, <laughs> that makes sense. That's to me. the FDA stuff. All right. Yeah. Uh, good, good sense there. I was reading it going, wow, that's weird. But then of course I was internal temperatureizing the little seared steak tips and, uh, there we go. All right. Uh, let's do a little, who's your favorite as we got about 10 minutes left. Rusty, who's your favorite YouTube barbecue right now? Chuds probably. Oh yeah, I had him on the first uh, hour. Chuds Barb. Smoking Joe's, I like him. Watson. Yeah. And yeah, those two. I, um, and I like Mad Scientist. I'll, I'll say it. Those what three. You, so, yeah. I'll say it like people are gonna make fun of you. No, I'll say it because I was three and asked for one, so I was breaking the rules like I do because that's what I do. That's right. And that's my that's my top one. In three forms. Yeah. All right. Uh, Doug, who do you like for YouTube barbecuers? You know, I I have to admit, I don't really watch many YouTube barbecuers, but if I had to, you know, Sam the cooking guy some and uh, Malcolm uh, a little less than that, but uh, uh, I'll go with my buddy CJ. Do you, do, you, do you like him cooking? Clarence Joseph? Yeah. Absolutely. He's a badass. All right. Just asking. Need to get all defensive. John, who's your uh, favorite bar YouTube barbecuer? I'm I'm kind of along the lines of Doug. I I don't have one, and I don't I don't I don't sit around and watch YouTube barbecuers. I'm when I got that kind of time, I'm barbecuing. Mm. So I'm like, John's like, a content uh, creator. <laughs> lazy asses. That's right. He's creating his stories and all this other stuff. By the way, um, you know it's been nice the last couple of weeks seeing. Uh, lake back out there on the YouTube store, the Instagram stories and the grills getting fired up there. It was almost like we had old John back in the mix that we've uh, come to know and love for years. So I don't know if that's something that's going to continue on, but it's a, it's a nice reprieve if nothing else. Yeah. It's been a long hiatus for me and I'm excited to get grills clean grills running, you know, looking at the lake. It's, it's, it's good to be home after a long time away. My favorite YouTube barbecuer right now is he's not putting up a lot of content because I think he's trying to find a new space, but uh, this is going to sound really suck assy of me, but it's Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smoker, cooking with Big Papa. Like his, his production is great, and he's a great cook, and he knows how to use all the pieces of equipment that he's got. He's giving you really great recipes, both basic and some that are a little outside of the box.
but not the stuffy, pretentious bullshit like, look what I can do that you probably can't, so I'm going to film this and you can see how much I can do it and you can't. Um, but I think he's got a lot of great content. And then to break my own rule, uh, I'm with Rusty on Chuds, and I didn't, I didn't really know about Brad until maybe a year ago, uh, maybe a year and a half ago when somebody started putting, putting me onto him. And then I quickly became a fan and even more of a fan now that he learned how to build his own barbecue pits from YouTube. Like that's that he wasn't a fabricator, didn't know how to weld or anything like that. And he's like a self-taught guy. So that's very impressive to me. Um, how do we cook steak at home? Doug, favorite way to do it? Well, in my narcissistic fashion, I call it the shiting method of steak uh, cooking. Okay. So I will. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, I actually put rub on, on this and then I put it on a metal pan and put it in the freezer for 15 minutes. And then I put it on a slow smoker um, uh, for about an hour to an hour and a half. And then I will sear it and do an all over sear. And I'm still anti grill gates, gr grill grates. Thank you. Uh, all over sear in a cast iron pan. Then? Yeah. Oh, and uh, you know, I, I like to use duck fat because yep. that has less moisture than butter. Yeah. Rusty, your favorite way to cook steak at home. Well, first I'll leave the steak out for at least an hour. I'll put salt on it only at first. And then when I get my pan, I'll get a cast iron pan. I'll get it to about 450 ish right around there. And, um, I have two garlic cloves, some rosemary. I'm old school with it. I do the salted butter and then I'll put some pepper on it like 15 minutes before I put it on. And then I'll sear it off. I'll put a little, I usually put a little grapeseed oil in the pan real quick, right before I put it on. I, I don't let it sit in there very long cause it's a very hot pan. And then, put that in sear it flip flop it i don't i think a lot of people get they think that they have to sear it on one end and wait you can keep that thing flipping and flopping all day long and it'll sear, it'll sear, sear it beautifully then i put a couple pallets of butter in start like basting it with the two uh, garlic cloves and the rosemary inside of it and then when i get it done and it's nice and crispy it looks beautiful and red and it's a perfect medium rare i put some heinz 57 on that motherfucker and i yeah. eat it. <laughs> and I ruin it right at the end. Yeah, so suck it, everybody. Wait, well, hey, look, that's Rusty's palate, and if that's what tastes good to him, then that's what tastes good to him. Do you never not eat Heinz 57 with steak, Rusty, or is that like a staple Actually, for you? Honestly, to be completely fair, if it, I take one bite, and I'm like, ah, I screwed this one up. Heinz 57 goes on it. Or if uh, sometimes I'll just cook, you know, I'll just get some meat. Some my dad gives me, and it sucks, and that's how I cook. That's, yeah. how I, this, that's the time I'll eat the Heinz 57 sauce. John, how do you do steak at home? Salt and a grill. There you go. <laughs> Easy enough. Well, to be the antithesis of the guy below me, I like to do. Uh, I've, I'm still New York strip guy for now, although I started to rewaver back over to ribeye, but still mostly New York strip guy. Um, I'll do a nice coating of both cash cow and double secret steak rub from Big Papa's. Really like those together. And then into a vacuum seal bag, vacuuming up into a 118 degree sous vide bath for an hour, you know, depending on how thick they are. And then I'll get my gas grill rip roaring hot 
with the flat side of my grill grates that Doug doesn't like and make sure that that's nice and hot. And then I'll pull those steaks out of the sous vide bath, pat them dry. If the seasoning looks like it's still where I would like it to be, I'd leave it. If not, I might hit it with a little bit more seasoning before we go to the grill. And then it's uh, maybe 10 seconds aside, flip it, 10 seconds aside, flip it, do the little rusty method there, flip flop, flip flop. You don't have any real heat momentum building up as a one-time guest said on this show. And then I'm done. You know, I'm, I don't let them rest for any specific period of time. Just gather whatever else we're going to eat. Uh, that's enough rest for me. And then away they go. And I, I would never have admitted that that's my favorite way to do steak at home right now, except I find myself doing that more and more. And I'm not going to lie. And if you don't like it, suck it. It's just what works for me. Can I do it all the other ways? Yes. But for whatever reason, that's been yielding tremendous results. And I think a lot of that has to do with the seasoning, too. For whatever reason, the cash cow and the double secret steak rub are magic together. And uh, everybody in the house loves it to boot. So, And we're just lucky that they happen to be a sponsor as well. So uh, that's how we do steaks. If you want to follow these guys, pay attention because they're going to give you all their social media and they're going to tell you about what's going on in their lives here over the next month. Doug, go ahead. Uh, Rogues on all social media, including uh, com, And uh, I, I lied last month, Meathead and my co-host with Baseball and Barbecue is coming out next weekend. Oh, okay. Very good. The Baseball and Barbecue Podcast, hosted by Doug Scheiding with his co-host Len Hollywood Aberman and Jeff the Old Coot Cohen. I just let him on. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to give those guys uh, you know, something to look forward to each and every week as you host that show. Uh, John, what's coming up? Hey, this Friday, not out of order. The best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. I appreciate you checking that out. If you want to get a hold of me, ask any questions, John, J-O-N, John, at the com. Rusty, what's happening? You can uh, go check out the Pitmasters podcast tomorrow. We have Christy Van over, and she takes you how she, takes you through how she does her competition ribs step by step. And if you want to follow me on Salt City Barbecue, go ahead. I'm on all the socials, saltcitybarbecue.co. If you want to see my pretty face and stuff like that, and that's what I got going on. All right, there they are: Doug Scheiding, John Solberg, and Rusty Monson. We will see them again in May. Guys, appreciate it, and especially Doug for joining me. Uh, from his fundraiser, taking a little time out there and doing the segment every month. So certainly appreciate that. And we are ready to wrap this show. So once again, follow the Embedded Correspondence. If you're not doing it already, John Solberg, Doug Scheiding, and Rusty Monson. And we'll be back to wrap it up here in just one second. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And we thank the embedded correspondents for joining us for the last two segments. The most magical moment of the embedded correspondence is me over-talking and not looking at the setup of the 100% assurity questions, blowing my answer right out of the water, going to John, 
who had just told me the question before that Chris Lilly was going to win Memphis in May. And then when I asked him, because I felt obligated to ask him the question, if Team Blues Hog was going to repeat as Memphis in May next month, he said 100% yes. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You just said that Chris... It does appear that hypocrisy does rub off on one another here if you show up enough on this show. All right, all the way back in the first hour, we talked with Brad Robinson from Chud's Barbecue, C-H-U-D-S-B-B-Q.com, selling the Chud Box, the Chud Press, Chud Rub. He does sell offset pits, but it doesn't appear that he's taking order for offset pits, although that big offset pit is pretty effing cool. That could be one I might own, like spend my own money we'll see about that and then after bradley we talked with Derek riches in his traditional 35 past the first hour segment on the fourth tuesday we talked about electric gas talked about electric full-size grills and the need for 220 or how much better a 220 would work we also talked about battery powered grills and if that's actually going to be a thing or not he doesn't think so and I tend to agree with him. And then the second hour is the embedded correspondence. So there you have it. Big show planned for you next week. Again, programming note. Next week's show, which includes Malcolm Reed, and it also includes Sam the Cooking Guy, amongst others, is going to be on Wednesday. Don't tune in on Tuesday for a live show. Next week, May 3rd, is going to be a Wednesday. A Wednesday. A Wednesday. It will be a Wednesday show as well. And then we'll get back to the Tuesday shows after that. Hopefully, I have served you with this information that you can use going forward. Again, podcast will be hour number one tomorrow, a best of on Friday, and a second hour on Saturday. So there you have it. So how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday. At, I'm sorry. Until next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Bye-bye. This is Dino Dan from Cypress, California, and you're watching the Barbecue Central Show.